I should rather motivate you and say, look, my mommy did it with, with little or no education. This is me a better person than how my mom was. I'm educated. I speak good English. I have a phone. I have technology at my hands. I have social media. I have a massive congregation of younger people at one place. I don't have to be there from my home. I have access to 5,000 people immediately on Facebook. What am I doing with this? Yeah. What am I doing with all these things immediately? I cannot pay for the cost of advertising on TV. is expensive. But immediately on my social media, I have a thousand people. What am I doing with these people? What am I doing? What am I telling them? What am I selling to them? Am I just posting my food, my this? What am I doing? Am I telling them, hey, if you want somebody to do this, every day, the, the more you put something out, it registered in people's minds. The next thing the conversation comes up, yeah, yeah, I know this gentleman who who does this thing. He keeps saying, let's call him. Because at the end of the day, somebody's moving from one sector to the other. He's creating a... Welcome to Making in Africa podcast. I'm your host, Tato Mondo. Uh, today, uh, we have uh, Farouk Kalan. He's back again. He's the CEO of Premium Africa Holdings. How are you doing today, Farouk? I'm doing great. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And thanks again for joining me today. Sure. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Todd. Yeah. Great so, so we had an amazing podcast last time, and I received a lot mm-hmm. of feedback from people on how much they loved it. One thing that we discussed that really got the attention of many people is uh, how to become friends with a billionaire or millionaire. And uh, for mm-hmm. those that did not check it out, that's an amazing episode uh, that you should listen to. But uh, today, uh, with my brother again, I know it's going to be another great episode. So, uh, Farouk, for those that did not listen to our other podcasts uh, and they're not familiar with uh, Premium Africa Holdings, if you could explain, you know, what you, uh, what your company do and uh, what other interests you have in Africa. Um, Premium African Holdings is, is a diversified Africa-focused investment company. We operate in the areas of construction, agriculture, ICT, mining. And we also in the space of investment consulting. Um, we, we are in four African countries, specifically Ghana, Liberia, Sierra Leone, and then Gambia. We also have a global office in the UAE that allows us to foster FDI conversations, you know, advise individuals who want to understand the African continent and for the right partnerships. We also our UAE office allows us to be able to, you know, ship products from the UAE to Africa and also from Africa to the UAE. It's a very important region and we take that space very serious. Uh, we believe that we are one of the most promising African, you know, go-to companies. And we expect that in the next decade, we should be a global conglomerate. That's amazing, man. And uh, so you started off in those uh, four countries. Is there a reason why you guys uh, are matching those four countries in, the, in that region of, of, of the continent? Well, I, I started off, we started off in Ghana. And um, we, whilst we started fostering that investment, FDI conversation, we realized that um, the smaller economies need a lot of help. Yeah. Um, they marginalize a lot of times when you're having these investment conversations. Um, numbers always is a, is a very important part of the conversation. Um, 
Um, when you are making an investment, you are looking at what's the population, what's the, what's the you know, economic size of the particular country. And most of the time, these smaller countries are not able to muscle their way through the conversations. And even if they do, the investment that is that comes to these countries are quite, you know, marginal. So um, we we like to question the status quo. We we identified an opportunity, and what you realize about these smaller economies is that they have some amazing opportunities, investment opportunities, because they are small. They have a push of an emerging market, so the the opportunities are there. So once we're able to, you know, extend a helping hand to these countries. We are not a company that seeks to cut and run. We stay with these companies and we show commitment. We, we let them understand that, look, even though you are small, we believe in the economy. We want to be, you know, active players in the private sector and, and then, you know, grow business here, create our job opportunities, empower young people. And once we also have another strategy where any business that we don't per country, we try and aggregate the presence so we're able to put these countries together into one economic block and then in that case you have quite a sizable number so whatever business is done in Liberia from our office the same model is replicated in Sierra Leone, Gambia you know and Ghana as well so that is that is the approach and for us as a company we, we have we have a special spot for smaller economies Got you, got you. And uh, can you also talk about the amazing work that you have been doing with the youth in Liberia and outside of Liberia as well? Yeah, for for us, um, I I I work. I'm I'm working closely with the Liberian government to empower the young people here. Um, quite recently, we launched the DG Africa campaign, which is to the main focus of the project is to, you know present opportunities in the technology space. Um, tech, tech is coming up very strongly um, as we try to, you know, meander our way through the globalization 4.0. We are seeking to ensure that young Africans become economic agents in, in, in driving the economic ad, um, advancement that we want, we want to see in Africa. Yes, we, we, we seem to be far behind in terms of development and we see the young population of Africa as a very powerful tool. Um, the DG Africa campaign allows us to provide, you know, soft technology, you know, education to young African, young Liberians, specifically, like I'm speaking for the case of Liberia, um, to be able to code, to do coding, website development, you know, social media management. And some of them are able to develop their own apps it just doesn't end with the education. What we also do is to go a step further to provide them with the tools such as laptops. And after we provide the tools, such an essential tool as laptops, we go further to train them in terms of entrepreneur, develop the entrepreneur skills. So it's it's an approach that is working. It's, we've seen a lot of results. Um, the first batch have graduated. They are out there very excited. They have their core cars calling themselves CEOs. We are like, hey, hey, guys, calm down. Yes, we understand you're excited. You know, mm -hmm. but it's a process, you know. So it's we are we are we are impacting one youth at a time. The same, like I told you before, the same, you know, approach is going to be rolled out in Sierra Leone and Gambia. 
and then Ghana as well. So when it comes to youth development, it, it's, formed, it, it's, a, it's a very central part of what we do. We understand that young people are a very, very powerful economic force and we don't take that segment of Africa for granted. They are key. Like yeah, I, I like that, my brother. But the question that I would have is, is that something that you do uh, through Premium Africa Holdings or is it just something that Farouk does you know, as an individual? But I know you can't separate Farouk from uh, Premium Africa Holdings. No, no. So we do we do that we do that as a uh, premium African holdings. But what I also do is um, in every country that I I like premium Africa holdings has an office is 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 a is, is a personal you know agenda of mine to impact on young people. I mentor a lot of people. There are times when my office, you know, my front you know front officers uh, uh, have to deal with you know young individuals from different spaces come come into the office saying um yes they want to meet me they have an appointment and they're wondering because it's it, it's it's about impact i mean the knowledge transfer is very important i'm not trying to create another army of farouk islands but i'm trying to create an army of young africans who believe in the continent who believe that yes um, a Ghanaian has come to Liberia to set up, a Ghanaian has come to Sierra Leone to set up a business, a Ghanaian has come to Gambia to set up a business. So it's possible we can do it. Um, we might be in Liberia, but we should have a vision that is very continental. It doesn't matter how small you start, but once you have a vision that is Pan-African in itself, then you start, you realize that you Things, it, you start attracting such conversations. I mean, for some reason, then you are thinking that, hey, how do I get somebody in Ghana to share my vision with somebody in Uganda, in Tanzania, in Zimbabwe, in South Africa, Zambia, to share my vision with? Um, how do I do that? Should I go on social media, you know, find some friends on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and start having that conversation and say, hey, I have this technology. I've launched it in Liberia already. What do you think? How is it going to play out in Tanzania? Should we collaborate? So then people start forming that mindset. So on a personal, I just learned the School of African Greatness. It's a school that is going to empower young Africans to believe in Africa, to see the potential that the continent has to offer. So I'm very passionate about youth development and it forms a very, very core of my life. I, I like to call myself a social entrepreneur and uh, that's exactly what I'm committed to. It's beyond premium African holdings. I have a personal agenda to empower Africa's youth. I, I, I like that, my brother, and I love it. And there's nothing wrong about having an army of uh, Farouk Kalans. You know, that would be great for the continent, I think. Although we need uh, a little bit of diversity here and there on, on the approach so that the message can reach uh, different people because, you know, different people take different messages from different individuals. But uh, I, I don't mind having as many people as you are that are driven by making an impact because there is a lack of that. Uh, there is a lack in, on our continent of entrepreneurs like Farouk who really care about the youth, who really care about sharing the knowledge, who really care about mentoring, like, you know, and making sure that the, the youths are well taken care of. But I think, do you see that changing or you think, still feel like there's more that we can do to make sure that, you know, we carry along our youth, try to share them, uh, and try to help and uh, share as much as we can with them? Well, I, I, I think we need to, first of all, before you start mentoring people, are these young ones ready? 
a very important question. Are they ready to be mentored? Are they ready to develop? Are they ready to, you know, to acquire skills? Are they, do they understand that personal development is a very important tool in life in general? Do, are they ready to understand that, look, I find myself in a jurisdiction where we don't have it all together in terms of leadership and, you know, infrastructure, but where, the, where are the opportunities? Am I ready to see that? So, and that's why I keep telling people, when you get on social media, there's a lot of things that is being thrown in there that is pretty much distracting the youth. And, you know, you find people almost naked and, you know, there's a lot of destruction there. And True. I tell people, I, yes, I tell people we shouldn't sit back and feel helpless. We should also get there. We should also get there and throw our message there. As much as there are destructions, one day, once they post a picture that is showing some a young lady who is naked, I mean, they are scrolling down. We should also put some message out there. They scroll down from there. They come back. They find our message. Then that's how we, we shouldn't just stay back and watch it and say, oh, the African youth is losing it. There's so much negativity on social media. It's affecting young people. That's where we should also go to. So every day, what are people doing on social media? Am I also there trying to also position my message to young Africans and say, hey, there's a bigger conversation. There's an important conversation that needs to be had. You guys as young people need to be ready. Africa is a continent with the biggest opportunities comparable to anywhere. We are developed. We are, con we are in a continent that has so much that hasn't been done. And the problems of the continent are opportunities in itself. Are we telling these young people that, look, don't look at these problems as problems, but look at them as opportunities. Solving these problems brings the economic liberation and freedom that you want to see. It brings you the nice car that you want to drive. It brings you the, the, the economic power to be able to do something nice for your parents. So it's about preparing these young people. Identify those that are ready. Those that are not ready, we should make sure we build those that are ready for them to see and say, look, it's possible. If somebody is not ready, it's fine. Build the next person who's ready. Once the person who is not ready sees that, it creates that impact and it translates. The domino effect happens. And everybody that I empower, I say, look, once after I empower you, I just found you here. I've created this opportunity for you. I've built you up. The next thing is you also have to find somebody to build. We need to create a population, a younger population that is ready. And we have to be deliberate in that approach. Man, I, I, I say this, I've said it so many times. I love your passion and your drive that you have for the continent, man. It's so amazing and it touches me in a different way because there are things that I look at, as you said, like, you know, the youth are really exposing themselves too much on social media and there's a lot of distractions that, you know, we're not just utilizing the tools that we have on social medias to generate revenue, finding other opportunities for ourselves that we can find on social media. So exactly. for you to come up and say, because me, I was just looking at it, the angle, like, you know, how, how, how can you impact these people when you always, we have all these uh, distractions on social media, but you just mentioned something that's very important to me, like, Ta, if you keep on posting your message out there, just keep on doing it every day consistently. They are those dist distractions, but we can infiltrate those distractions and still exactly. send our message out. If Tai and Farouk are doing it, and then we have other people doing it as well, the message is going to come across at some point. You know, even exactly. if they misses Farouk's message, they're going to come through uh, through, through Tai's message, and at Thank some you. point they'll definitely get it. So I love that you mentioned mm -hmm. that, my brother. I love Thank that. Thank you. All right, sure.
That's 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 the right approach. We 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 also have to be there fighting the destruction, positioning ourselves, meeting them boot for boot. You post a naked picture, I post a picture of our empowerment. You post this, I come at you with this. So we are we sh we we, sh we should approach this as 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 war is a serious agenda, and we can't afford to have our youth with such a powerful economic force compromised. I, I'm with you with that, my brother. And uh, you you are a successful entrepreneur that has been around a lot of successful entrepreneurs in Africa. A lot of people complain that there are no opportunities that exist on the continent. Uh, from your personal experience and the experience of other successful entrepreneurs you've been around on the continent, what do you think made you successful and them successful as well? The, I think um, the next time I find somebody, an African, saying that there are no opportunities on the African continent, I'm going. I will file a lawsuit against this person. I will take him to the highest. <laughs> 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 Make sure it's hard, but there are look the opportunities are here. Like I keep saying, it's a mindset. Okay. Until we get the mindset right, we will always have a problem. I don't think that African, yes, there's a fundamental problem of leadership, but I don't think we owe it, I think we owe it to ourselves to look beyond the problems. Africa is a very, very challenging territory compared to, you know, it's extremely challenging. It seems to be business unusual because compared to the sort of um, what we see in the Middle East, specifically Dubai, you want to register a company, you want to file your taxes, you want to report, is a matter of a click. You have it. But in Africa, it takes, for some reasons, it kind of like drags, things are slow, but are you going to quit when it's slow? Because when you quit, is it going to make the dream materialize? It's still never going to make it materialize. You need the mental toughness. You go, they said, no, come tomorrow, you show up. I have a very, very, um, I saw a very, very difficult case where there was, there, there was, there was a, a pastor who was having a sermon and he was telling people, young people, that he wants to pray for them against the spirit of go and come. Who the hell are you not to go and come? You're trying to get business. You go there, they said, no, we are not ready. You, can you come another time? Yes, show up another time. You yeah. go, they said, no, you come back another time. When they say no to you, don't leave there. Just keep smiling and tell them, look, trust me, I know definitely I'm going to come back. We're going to do this business. You start something that's not going well, you stay resolute. There's no magic anywhere. It's a personal decision you make and say, look, I'm going to make this happen. I'm definitely going to make this happen. Find opportunities and solve, find problems and solve these problems. Immediately you are solving these problems, it creates opportunities for you. It creates bigger opportunities for the society. It creates a bigger opportunity for the continent. And mind you, people want to find people who are ready. People want to find people who are ready, who are already doing stuff. So as you continue on your journey of finding opportunities and moving, you start attracting, you know, they say real finds real, you know, yeah. rec game recognizes game, real recognizes real. So for me, like a typical example of me, if I find a young person who is doing something right, I bring you to the table, I say, hey, how is the numbers looking like? Can you take me through the numbers? Can you take me through this thing that you're doing? How is it looking? Let me see the books. Once it makes business sense, I plug myself in. 
I call a few guys. I say, hey, I have this gentleman who is doing this thing right. This is how the numbers is looking like. I need. I think we need to work with him. What do you have? Hey, Frank, what do you have? Let's let's incorporate this thing, be on the board, put him on the management place. If he's not cut out, we add somebody there. So I want to find people who are ready. So once these problems are there, you want to solve these problems, be ready that you're going to find challenges. The UAE, the Turkey, the China that you find, it's a mindset conversation. It started in the mind. In the mind. So once they started and said, look, we're not going to wait. We're going to use the tools that we have to start building ourselves. When people see where we are headed, investors will come. They will support us because we've shown commitment. I don't want to come to you and you're telling me you want to do this. I want to come to you and say, to, for you to tell me, I am doing this. You know, so it's a mindset conversation that needs to be had. That's why I don't take this engagement with younger people for granted because that's represent the transformation that we want to see on the continent. If young people start seeing that, look, it starts in the mind, the possibilities, everything starts in the mind, then we have a winning case for Africa. Yeah. So, uh, you, you, you know why I ask this question in particular is that some of us who are in the diaspora, we get blamed when you start talking about entrepreneurship and opportunities and things like that, because they say you're not on the ground, you're not here with us, so you don't know what we're experiencing. So that's how they try to, to drown our voices or to keep us yeah. quiet from telling people like, you know, things are possible. They're like, but tie you not here. So this dialogue and this conversations with people like you that have been from Africa since day one and, you know, studied everything in Africa and developed different structures in Africa and dealt with different entrepreneurs in Africa. So you telling me all this information is very useful for that youth that's going to come and listen to this. And, you know, when I bring other entrepreneurs or when I'm just talking to, uh, by myself, they won't be able to dismiss my message. They'll be able to listen to it. Like they got these guys like Farouk, who are from yeah. Africa. We have done it. And, you know, I have conversations with different African youth and they always, the only thing that, the biggest thing that usually that they usually bring up is tar you in America. So it's different. There's more opportunities there. But, you know, America has its own struggles as well, too. They don't understand it's a struggle for a black man. Being a black entrepreneur, entrepreneur in America, it's a different mindset. It's a different game, too. Exactly. And also being in America, like, as you said, it's a mindset thing. Do you know why a lot of Africans succeed when they come to America? I, I, the system can be easy, but I think it's the mindset, as you say. Because in your mind, you're coming to America saying there are opportunities there. So when you get here, what are you looking for? You're looking for opportunities. Exactly. In Africa, you're in the same environment saying everybody said there are no opportunities there. There are no opportunities. So your mindset is what? There's no opportunities. Even if you see an opportunity, you're not going to see it because it's in the mind. There's no opportunity here. It's Africa has it all. Africa is a continent where you you, you are holding a grain of like rice or um, corn. You throw it somewhere. After a couple of weeks, you come back. It's growing. Are you going to tell me there are no opportunities in Africa? Whilst even when we say we're going to talk about agriculture, then that conversation about opportunities not being in Africa is, is shut down. It's right there. It's, it's shut down. Let's stop saying there are no opportunities in Africa. Let's not blaming our government because our government have proven beyond reasonable doubt that they are very slow and I'm not going to let any government hold my vision back. No government's pace is going to slow me. The government will not stop me if I start a farm. 
The government will not stop me if I print my call cards and go out there and make sure I'm dropping my call cards everywhere and say, hey, I'm a young IT person. If your computer breaks down, give me a call. The government doesn't stop me from making sure that I network. Government doesn't stop me from going to places where I know I'm going to find great people. Government doesn't stop me from going somewhere to watch football where I know that that there are some big people out there where I can go and market myself, my business, my idea. Government doesn't stop you. Government doesn't come to your house and say, don't step out and network. Government doesn't stop you from saying, you get what I'm saying? Yes, like I always say, we don't have it all together, but if you don't take time, you're going to sit down forever. I like that, man. I like Put that. your mind to it. Put your mind to it. Make those affirmations. Make present affirmations. Call yourself a millionaire. Once you start calling yourself a millionaire, the mind, your mind will start bringing to you how to become a millionaire. It start picking you, pick a pen and paper and start calculating. Okay, when I grow corn and I grow to this amount, this number of people, I can supply this number of people. You start calculating how many people are in this province, how many people are here. Once you start making those affirmations, your brain will start telling you how possible it is you make you made an example that when you want to when you go to the state because you like i have friends who say look when i go to america i will work my i will work like and i'm saying if you bring a fraction of that energy you put elsewhere to africa what stops you from making it the opportunities are here the growth rate of america is is in in the in the single digits, but Africa's growth rate is in the double. So we like we we have a continent to build. We need to be committed to it. We should stop saying there are no opportunities in Africa. I look around and I'm like, I'm not moving from this continent for a minute. I will be right here. Even when we have a representative office in Dubai, it's always about telling these guys that hey. You are missing out on the next opportunity. Africa is where the place is. We have so much land. We don't have roads. We don't have this. Our population is one billion people. You talk to these people and you see the spark in their eyes because they are seeing opportunities and we are back home saying we don't see opportunities. At times, our major excuse is that we don't have the capital. We don't have the capital. But you find young people, at, at times, when I see the congregation of young people on the internet, I'm like, where is this fund coming from? You can do the math. You can calculate the amount of data collectively Africa is spending on the internet. People are spe- You find young people who pick their phone and say, I was speaking to a young man in Liberia. I say, hey, listen, don't come to me with an excuse. This is what you're going to do. How much did you buy this phone? He said, I bought it for $300. Okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a simple device for you where you're going to put the camera on and start something we call Agric TV. You go everywhere and interview these young farmers and let them share their story with you about how farming is changing their lives and how then you go to the Ministry of Agriculture, you speak to various departments, let them share with you and put it live on Facebook and I will do a proposal with you. I'll help you put a proposal together. We put a proposal together. A couple of weeks later, boom, the Ministry of Agriculture wants to work with this young man. And right there, you want to tell me there are no opportunities? This young man would have been on social media taking selfies, taking, but now he's found a purpose. 
He's found a purpose. Okay, nobody's doing that. Let me create a great TV. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The next thing he says, his cousin wants to join. Another one wants to join. That's how you build a continent. That's how you build a country where people look around and say, this is not. We don't even have to reinvent the wheel. True. We're already on social media. We're on Facebook. We are in Inst on Instagram. There are lots of business models out there. Let's take these ideas, replicate them, and see how the numbers play out. Once you realize that you are doing something, a mistake is leading you to another space of knowledge. My next, one of the books that I'm about to launch is called Failing Forward. Look, I tell people, look, I failed into this space. There's a lot of things that I've done that keeps making me fail forward. I'm at a start an enterprise. It might not come out the way I want it to, but it's the, it has brought me into a space where I have contact of somebody who understands the terrain. I have a contact of another person who's ready to work with me. So we have to keep failing forward. America had to fail forward. That's why we say, yes, America also doesn't have it all together, but you can see that, yes, they have failed forward. Try, keep going, keep moving. So I'm not going to take any excuse from anyone that says there are no opportunities in Africa, there are better opportunities elsewhere. Africa relatively has the biggest opportunities because we are underdeveloped and there are lots of models. When you come to Ghana currently, there was a conversation about the fact that there are lots of award schemes in Ghana. Ghana, quite recently, there's um, agriculture awards, agricultural awards for financial sector, awards for footballers, awards for, for oil and gas industry, and when you look on the internet, you do the research, these are award schemes that have been in America for the past 50 to 160 years. Yeah. But now it's coming into Ghana because some young people have seen opportunities. And once they start this award, now you realize that the oil sector becomes competitive because, hey, there's an oil and gas award. We need to win the best, you know, best company in offshore. And then you have also another insurance awards then so by the time you read now ghana has a case where young people have picked opportunities to start award scheme and a shaping industry it is shaping each industry each industry is on its toes working hard to win awards and it's bringing a lot of benchmarking you know the standards are being set you know yeah. these are ideas that was picked from elsewhere and replicated in ghana you want to tell me there are no opportunities? And these award organizers have become big. They are meeting key stakeholders. They are building their confidence. They've realized that they can do it. The next thing they are doing, they're also organizing corporate events. Africa is a virgin place that needs every idea we can find to develop. So the opportunities are here, and I'm going to be a soldier for trumpeting this opportunity absolutely nothing is going to stop me this presentation this conversation that we have and i take it very serious because i know you're going to post it out there somebody's going to pick something from this it's going to change its life let's stop making excuses because excuses don't change anything uae didn't have a fraction of the resources that africa has but today 
that's where we go for holidays. Why? Because they said with the little resources that we have, we see opportunities. We're going to develop here. We're going to make sure. That's why I keep telling people the day Africans and African leaders decide that we are ready to develop, we will start developing. It's about deciding to develop. At times I tell people, we haven't decided to develop yet. We haven't. The day we decide to develop, we will start finding reasons and how to develop. We have to decide to develop as Africa. The opportunities are here, Ta. Yeah, Christian, my brother, you know, you always remind me of me because the way you think and a lot of passion for Africa. And uh, I, I have experienced the same things you experienced, as you say, like failing forward and all of those things. I think people should revisit this conversation because if you're just starting your journey as an entrepreneur, some of these things will fly over your head because Farouk said a lot of valuable information within a short space of time because he's so passionate about it and, you know, he can't just wait to get it out. So I'd advise people to go back and listen to some of the stuff, maybe listen to this podcast three times. That's how you can really get some of the things that Farouk was trying to put all together because it's it's valuable and it can help you, especially when he said, fail for what? I just related to that because two years ago, I got into an entertainment business. I never got paid for it. I did it to, to help a friend. We became partners, but I was just trying to bring value to my community. You know, I just took action and said, like, that's what I'm going to do. But with that, I learned a lot about, you know, about uh, social media marketing and, you know, how to target people, how to build an audience and all of that. So this year, uh, around like uh, the coronavirus time, I developed a new business. So through that business, I started like, you know, marketing the products online, the services that we're doing online. So whilst I was marketing them online, I, I caught myself actually yesterday, like, so from the experience that I learned from this business that I wasn't getting paid for. Now I'm, I'm getting, because like I'll spend like $20 on, on an Instagram ad and then I'll make like between $400 and $900 from that, for, from, you know, from, from giving people that service just because I know who to target. So I guess like, exactly. I, I haven't shared it on my Instagram because I just realized yesterday, like, oh, I have this skill on the back of my head that I didn't know <laughs> that I could give people this much value. So it just sure. like, you know, it's, it's good for the youth to start taking action because it's building. Like Farouk didn't start as Farouk. He started somewhere else. But now he's sure. Farouk because of these all different experiences. Or what, we saw, what people saw is failure at first, but that's what made Farouk today. I think that's, what, that's where the conversation is going, right? Exactly. Exactly, Ta. Yeah. So, my brother, what does success mean to you? Success, success is a very tricky one because a lot of times you want to you know, identify success was just the financial, you know, financial, we say, well, based on how much money one has made, then he's successful. But I hold an, a, a totally different view. Mm -hmm. I think um, success is, is, is I, I will call myself successful based on how many successful people I have created from my journey. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, I'm going to, yes. I, 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 I have a problem with people who have that standalone success story. It doesn't resonate with me. I, I want to see collective success. I'm going to call somebody successful based on how many people his, you know, his success has impacted and how many success stories have come out of his success story. So success is a, it, 
is is is, is a broader is a is a broad is a broad word, and I would I would I would like to. I'm not trying to force my understanding of success on you know on anyone or any particular you know space, but what I what I I believe success is exactly what I've articulated is is success is how many successful people have come out of your success you know so I'm looking for collective success that's why a lot of times when they speak about well this person has been a very successful you know businessman a successful footballer successful this and that then I'm trying to look for his story, like how many people, because I don't, I want in the next, you know, decade, Premium Africa will be able to say, look, um, this gentleman worked with us for five years. After five years, we helped him to set up his own company. We have a stake in the company is also, you know, then we say Premium Africa is a very, very successful company. I want my friends, my immediate circle, to, to also gain from my journey and also build themselves. So I have a situation where I'm always reaching out to my friends, my immediate circle, and I say, hey, there's this opportunity here. I want us to get it. I want us to work on it together. Join me. Let's do this. It's, it's going to be helpful so that we all share in the success story. You know, So success, yes, it does, there's a significant amount of um, monetary you know, terms that come with it. The financial freedom it's is also a very you know big part of the conversation or a, a major component of the success that we talk about. But success to me is how many successful people you've created or how many people you've impacted. I like that. I like that. What does it take for one to start the journey of entrepreneurship? Does it? Uh, do we need have any requirements such as college education or university degree, or you need to be in a specific location for a youth who's listening and saying like, I want to get on this entrepreneurship journey, but I don't think I'm good enough. Do you think there are specific requirements that one has to have to embark on this journey? I think more importantly is 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 about your decision to say, look, I think I'm, I'm I'll be able to do it. I mean. Is is quite a is 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 a tough journey. You need to prepare yourself for it, and the preparation is all in the mind. Um, it's a learning process. A lot of times, there there's there are institutions that come up with programs that say, you know, entrepreneurship one hundred and one. It's it's all learning experience. Yes, it's it, it contributes, but you might go to best universities to learn about entrepreneurship but if in the mind you are not strong you give up because it comes with a lot of you know failures disappointments and mental toughness is a very important requirement of it before you start this journey of entrepreneurship you need to be prepared in the mind you need to understand that yes it will be difficult you might fall you need to pick yourself up get back to the track and keep moving and just keep moving. It's, it's always a learning process. It's always a learning process. At times, some of the failures and mistakes also lead you to a very, very game-changing, you know, scenario. So 
you just keep moving and be learning, be learning, be learning, be learning from your mistakes and be out there. It all starts with you. I don't, I cannot point out to any major requirements if you, the individual, hasn't decided in the mind to say that, look, I understand it's going to be a difficult journey. Disappointment, failures, or, you know, setbacks will not stop me from achieving my goal. I'm ready for this journey and I'm going to commit myself to it, you know. So it's, it's always a learning process. It's always a learning process and you just have to commit yourself to it. One thing I, I, I always discourage is people want to have a lot of things ready before they start. It, I don't see how you can never have it all ready before you start. With the little resources that you have, just kick start. You might not think about this thing as a very important thing, but somebody might say, look, I want to start on my entrepreneur journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the money. I don't have the tool. But I have a few decent clothes in my wardrobe. This is what I'm going to do. Every week, I'm going to make sure I meet people from a certain space or a certain sector. It has, it's, the journey has started. It's called, net, it's called networking. It has started right there. It has started. When you get on Facebook and say, okay, I'm going to follow every artist on social media. I'm going to follow every artist on social media. I'm going to send a message to every artist and say, look, loyalty is one of my traits. If you put me in your team, this is what I'm going to guarantee you, my loyalty. I'm going to stick with you through thick and thin. I'm going to work twice as hard as you to make sure your brand is in every corner. That is a journey you've started from nothing. But you started in your mind. You started with a decision. You started even to say, I'm going to go on social media and engage a lot of people to make sure I have this amount of following. Once I have this amount of following, I will start this, 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 do this. this. It starts with you. The journey starts with you and it's a decision. You say, look, I'm going to do this. Because if you're not careful, you might start going to schools, trying to study, trying to find a mystery about entrepreneurship, and you realize that you've left yourself out. It starts with you. It starts, it starts with you. Because if people come to me and want to ask me questions about how did you do it, I said I did it because I started with me. And how did you start with you? I started with me in my brain, in my head, that I'm going to do this. Absolutely nothing will stop me from doing this. If I go somewhere, they tell me no, I'm hearing a yes the next day. I go back the next day, they said no, I'm hearing a yes the next week. If I go next week, they tell me no, I'm hearing a yes the next month. So it's it's decision. It's about, it starts with you. Every entrepreneur you see is where they are today is because they it started with them and it stayed with them and the mental fortitude. At times, my team is able to move because of the mental fortitude I have and they feel like, damn, we're inspired by boss. Damn, boss. I'm like, sure, if you're tired, guys, you can go home. I got this. They said, no, we're not going home. I said, okay. And we're all here. 
you know. And don't call the next person lazy because he doesn't have the mental fortitude as you have. But immediately you start moving, people start moving like you. You start impacting. And look, it's very infectious by the time you realize you've created an immediate circle of very, very powerful people like yourself who were not like you, but have become like you because of how you move. How do you move? You move from the mind. Yeah. So I take all the conversation, how do you start, how do you, I take it to your mind and say, look, make that decision and say, this is what I want to do. How do I do it? How do I move? How do I operate? Then if I don't have anything at all, I will let my honesty be my ticket. Honesty is another, you cannot pay for it. And this is what a lot of business people are looking for. It's it's a big currency. And once you have it, you cannot be compared to, like you become so, so valuable is unbelievable. Honesty. So you look within you and you have the tools, but you are limiting yourself. you, You want to see some physical magic, some, you know, but it starts with you. The journey starts with the individual. That's why I say, look, mindset change is a very, very important thing because even in other jurisdictions, leadership is impacting the mindset of a younger generation. Once they are picking this mindset traits, it stays with them. And that's how you see change. Yeah. That's how you see change. So I believe that is a strong stance that I have. The entrepreneurship starts with the individual. How do you start? It starts with you. Yeah. So, so all you say, my brother, it's very valuable. And uh, when I used to tap in, uh, when I started my journey, I used to tap in into other podcasts and uh, other YouTubers and stuff like that, you know, so I can learn more about entrepreneurship. I used to read around. And this stuff that you say couldn't resonate with me. And I couldn't believe what you just said. Like, you know, just just by you have clothes in your wardrobe. Start wearing your clothes, start going out, start meeting people. I, I wouldn't believe that would work. You know, just hearing you say that, I'll be like, man, this man is crazy. That doesn't work. But once I started taking action, and I embarked on this journey and all these different amazing things started happening. Like, you know, something as simple as just going out, just smiling, just, you know, meeting people, and just introducing people to, to each other, blah, blah, blah. All exactly. that. It, 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 it made an impact on my journey. It, it made me a different individual just because I took exactly. action. I, I didn't yes. like, you know, look for like capital, blah, 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 blah. I just started taking action, as you say. So that's, <laughs> that stuff actually really works, as you say. But someone will tap into it and I know they'll be like, Farouk is saying all of this. It sounds so simple, but the impact that it has, that it will have on your life, is totally different. It will transform your life. Exactly, Tom. Yeah. So how do how do you overcome obstacles or challenges that you face on your journey? Because you know, on this journey, I know you face some challenges and you continue to face them on a daily basis. So how do you overcome them? Well, um, one of the things that because um, I have I have a clearer vision of the destination, right? Yeah. And once I have a clearer vision of the destination, <clears throat> I'm able to marginalize the challenges and compare it. I say, look, if this is the destination and this is the challenge, then this challenge is small compared to where I'm going. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I Yes. And then I look at a challenge and I said, what 
what does the what what are the opportunities in this challenge? Let me look at this challenge closely. What are the opportunities in this challenge? Okay, um, this gentleman that I'm working with, or whatever this thing is going, this one has disappointed me. But okay, what is the opportunity in this very challenge? It has created an. This person that has shown me is dishonest has created another opportunity for me to go out there and look for, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, look, yes, yes. Look for, have opportunity to find. Hey, so you're just breaking up yeah. a little bit. If I wrote, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm here. Is it clear? Yeah, it's clear now. Yeah, so... Once, once you try and find opportunities in every challenge, it doesn't become a challenge. It becomes an opportunity. So if a challenge has become an opportunity, then you're on track. You don't even feel like it's, 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 it's a challenge anymore. And you start seeing that, okay, what is the challenge supposed to teach me? Once it's teaching you something, it means you are becoming a better person. You are, it's taking you into a better space. It's taking you into a better position. So these challenges, when you look at every challenge and say, hmm, this is a challenge, but it's also an opportunity. Once you start seeing things like that, it doesn't set you back. It makes you stay resolute. It makes you stay to the vision, to the agenda, and you keep moving because you tell yourself, I mean, compared to the vision, why should I let this challenge break me? It shouldn't yeah. break me. Let yeah. me see the opportunities in this challenge and then move. COVID was something that ripped through us and brought us to our knees at a point. But hey, there's a lot of things that have come out of COVID. So I used to tell myself so far, what is this COVID thing, this COVID pandemic? What are the opportunities as it presented? Then you start looking at it. Okay, I've been able to sit here in Liberia office and I've had a lot of meetings and Zoom meetings. I didn't have to travel, but you know, it has also created an opportunity where you figure that, okay, this Zoom thing is also another thing we can consider, you know, to stop us from maybe traveling around too much because the budget's down. And then somebody has also taken this, you know, COVID situation and saw the opportunities and is selling PPEs. <laughs> Another person has seen a challenge in COVID and has started an app, you know. So every challenge comes with opportunity. Once you look at every challenge and say, even in my office, when the challenges come, we say, oh, we have an opportunity, you know, to learn from this. What are we going to learn from it? Yeah. And it's about learning, learning, learning. And you cannot take learning out of the equation. It's a learning process. When you are on a journey, you keep learning what works and what doesn't work. Yes, this challenge is here, but what has it shown us? 
is an opportunity for us to relook at something, you know, take the conversation elsewhere, look at things from a different perspective. So once we see challenges as opportunities, it doesn't hurt us much, less it might impact us as a business or as individual, but we understand that we're going to come out of every challenge stronger and better. So that's how I deal with my challenges. I don't look at it as challenges. I look at opportunity to make myself stronger, opportunities to look at things from a different angle, opportunities to do things different in a different way. That takes me closer to my vision. So compared to the vision, no challenge is big enough for me. I, I like that, man. So what ends up happening is that a lot of us, the challenges that we face, it's, it's, we're not really facing them. It's just because of the people that are around us that are telling us, for example, the coronavirus that you, you, brought, you brought forward. For, for some people, they've made a lot of money uh, in, in the corona period, like, you know, because they recognize that there were opportunities there. They just didn't sit around and complain that there's coronavirus. Because what I said when corona started, a lot of people kind of folded their hands and just say, corona, corona. And right now, people are still folding their hands saying like, uh, we're still facing corona. We don't know what's going to happen. And some of us are already planning about 2021. What are we doing yeah. in 2021? Who, who do we need to connect with to build our vision? Who do we need to put together so this we can build this up together? So uh, I think uh, a lot of people, you know, just uh, let other people's opinions drown them. They don't yeah. their inner voice. Like, you know, you need to continue on your journey. You have a destination. The journey is all about learning, as you explained. You're going to face things like coronavirus and all of that, but you know your vision. You know where you want to go. So don't let these small challenges distract you. But uh, I'll ask you the next question, which is, what does the future of uh, entrepreneurship look like on the African continent? Well, um, it's it's exciting. Um, I'm very happy about the direction things are going. Um it's 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 exciting. I've seen a lot of efforts in in trying to, you know, consolidate that space, create a lot of opportunities for entrepreneurs, and technology is disrupting. is is making young people believe that look, there are opportunities in tech, there are opportunities on social media. I'm seeing a lot of young people, you know, staying at home on their phone, also creating opportunities for themselves. Um, as 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 much as we, we continue to tell people that there are opportunities in Africa. We also want, you know, African government to show leadership. I mean, when you look at the entire sub-region, I think um, Tunisia has done something very commendable. They've, 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 they have a um, Tunisia Startup Act, which, which um, once is, is a start, there's a Startup Act, you would understand that, look, it means it's backed by law you know, it becomes a legal instrument. So that's that's another deliberate effort. Once you have a startup act, and it, it, it is a direction I like to, you know, call on all a lot of African governments to actually consider because once you have a startup act, it, it creates an ecosystem where it becomes attractive for young people to start their own businesses because they would understand that, look, there are, are, are certain, you know, support systems for us. Um, because when when we talk about a startup act, it's it's it, it's backed by law. Um, specifically, even they are, they are, Tunisia is considering also having a startup bank. You know where young individuals who want to start a company can go to and have some you know access to fund. And there's another smart thing that they've also done, 
where once you start a company and you are looking for employees, government is going to pay half of that for you. And then you also pay half, you know, of the salary of the employee. So it's deliberate. Tunisia has started, is, is moving. And another trend I'm also seeing is that young people, you realize that there's a lot of music coming up, African vibe, that the African sound is also catching on. And there's a trend where um, an artist starts blowing, the next thing you know, he has a road manager, he has a, an artist manager, you know, he has, you know, his fashion advisor and all that. Then you realize that out of one artist, you've created another, you know, set of opportunities and entrepreneurs because then you have a person saying he's an art, they have an artist management firm, then they are moving in that direction. So I see entrepreneurship, you know, growing on the continent is going to grow at a faster pace. The young generation is much more hungry. We, 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 we are, as much as we keep saying that we are seeing a lot of distraction on um, social media, there's also some, you know, some positives there. Um, your story and what you're doing is also going to motivate somebody to also start and say, hey, I know Tar, I grew up with him in the same province. We're in the same school. Look at what he's doing on social media. He's not out there fighting or trying to tear people down. He's on a boat, you know, marketing people. If you want to rent a boat, what can I also do? It's resonating from just your post. You are impacting on a whole lot of people who will see opportunity and say, I think I can also do what I is doing. I might not be go out there, you know, trying to find boats or be renting boats for people. I can also do this. I can also find this and rent. I can also. So it's, I believe so much in the entrepreneurial ecosystem is what is going to change Africa. Government has no business doing business. It's private sector that is going to transform economies. And government just has to create the enabling environment. Yes, young people, as much as we keep telling people the opportunities in Africa and we're telling them they, their mindset has to be ready, they also need to understand, they also need to see that yes, government is ready. When I go, when I find opportunities in agriculture and I find myself in the bush and I go and plant so much corn and I harvest and I want to bring it to the market to sell, I need to be up, able to find some good roads to bring them to the market. So Yes, entrepreneurship is growing, but there are other pillars that would ensure that we're able to leapfrog the entrepreneurship ecosystem in Africa. I have so much faith in entrepreneurship, and I know that, yes, it's rife in Africa. And we've shown, our parents have shown us, entrepreneurship has always been with us. Parents have sold charcoal, have sold biscuits, have sold all kinds of things in the market to take their kids to school. But this whole concept of I saw my mother struggle as an entrepreneur, so it's not something I, I want to know. It's something that should rather motivate you and say, look, my mommy did it with, with little or no education. This is me a better person than how my mom was. I'm educated. I speak good English. I have a phone. I have technology at my hands. I have social media. I have a massive congregation of younger people at one place. I don't have to be there from my home. I have access to 5,000 people immediately on Facebook. What am I doing with this? 
Yeah. What am I doing with all these things immediately? I cannot pay for the cost of advertising on TV. It's expensive. But immediately on my social media, I have a thousand people. What am I doing with these people? What am I doing? What am I telling them? What am I selling to them? Am I just posting my food, my this? What am I doing? Am I telling them, hey, if you want somebody to do this, every day, the, the more you put something out, it registered in people's minds. The next thing the conversation comes up, yeah, yeah, I know this gentleman who, who does this thing. He keeps saying, let's call him. Because at the end of the day, somebody's moving from one sector to the other. He's creating a, uh, you know, an opening, an opening, an opening. So entrepreneurship is what is going to change Africa. And I will continue to drum home the fact that we need to make sure entrepreneurship thrives. In all my actions, wherever I go, I try to find myself contributing to building the entrepreneurship ecosystem there. So, Ta, entrepreneurship is the way. It's showing that it is the way. It has always been the way to build a force. We want to create job creators other than job seekers. And, yes, that is what is going to change Africa. It's growing at a very encouraging pace. It's becoming, as much as we keep saying it's, it's not easy, it's becoming much easier for us now because, yes, communication-wise, you don't have to sit in, in traffic. You can get on the phone and make a phone call. You can quickly get on a WhatsApp call, put your, you know, your partners together, have a conversation and discuss. You know, So I say that it's becoming more easier to be an entrepreneur, but we just have to be ready that, yes, as a continent, we're going to push this agenda. We're going to create ecosystem of entrepreneurship. Like I mentioned, the Startup Act is one of it. I want to see it, you know, replicated across the country. Tunisia has already done it. The blueprint is there. You know, they have a startup college. You know, once we are monitoring the startup and entrepreneurship and systematically, you know, putting in place support systems, we, we will see the impact. We will see the immediate impact and then, it, it, it will transform. We'll see the economic transformations that we want to see, you know. So uh, entrepreneurship is rife. Uh, my brother, Farouk, I appreciate your message. You know, when we started this journey uh, of, the, of this podcasting thing, you're one of the people that uh, I interviewed uh, maybe early on, maybe six or seven episodes in. And we're, we're, we're probably at that time in like five countries. But now the podcast has grown so much into over 56 different countries. On different wow. Countries which wow. is really amazing and, and what's crazy is that the top two countries uh you know the top two countries always remain the same but they are the number three changes of, of the people that listen so i was surprised in the, the united states is one of the uh in the top of, of the most listeners. and then we have zimbabwe of course on number three number three always changes this this week it's germany <laughs> next week it's South africa <laughs> the other week it's tanzania oh, <laughs> so that one isn't i i don't know that audience isn't decided which one is going to you know is going to be consistent so i appreciate you doing this stuff. and the message that you bring to to the platform as i told you like you know that kind of reach that we have and uh it, it will help us you know achieve our goals of having a great impact on the African continent. So I, I do really appreciate you, my brother, for that and for Thank all your time you. that you've given me on this platform. You're welcome, Ta. I mean, I, I need to commend you for what you've done. Numbers is exciting. It started from, you know, small number. Now we are, about, we are in about 50, you know, countries. And I, I need to commend you. And you didn't just get to this number. It took consistency. You know, you keep putting in the work. 
you know, you keep putting in the work. And I, the last time I was telling somebody that he said, um, where does investment start? I said, investment start with a conversation, you know. So this conversation that we've had is an investment because time is money, but we might think we're having a conversation, but it's an investment in itself. This podcast will impact somebody's, even if we impact a person, that person would also impact a lot of people. We change one person at a time. I have to commend you. You are one of the allies on this, you know, agenda to transform Africa. And thank you for this enterprise. It's a very important one for us. I'm ready at any time to give my utmost support. And I'm grateful for Africa, you know, for having somebody like you. And we are proud of you, Ta. Thank you very much for what you're doing. I'm proud of you too, my brother. The work that you've been doing is, is like, as you said, we're like an army. We all have different angles that we have to eat. Farouk is eating from sure. here. Ta is eating from here. So if we all eat from different angles, as you said, the message will come across at some point because you're all eating a different angle. So what you just right. need is to just, you know, to consistently continue doing whatever we do. And then I, I think in the next 10 years, we're going to see some uh, some of, uh, how do I say, this? some results from the work that we've put in, you know, in, in order to change our continent. It's going to better our continent at the end of the day. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Ta. Yeah, for sure, sure, man. Any last words before we end the podcast? Yeah, um, I just, I just, my last words to everybody out there, wherever you are in this world, Africa, Germany, United States, um, just believe in yourself. Look around hard enough. Look around closely, closely, closely. There's an opportunity somewhere right there where you are. Look around. Take your time and look around. When you get on the internet, open your eyes, you know, don't be distracted. Look everywhere there are opportunities. And once you find an opportunity, don't think you need a million bucks to start. It starts small. Gradually you grow from one to two, from one, from two to four, four to five, five to a hundred, then you keep moving. Just start. All I say is just start. And everybody knows me. When people come to me and say, how do I start? I have this idea. I said, just start. Just start. The world has become so small for us and you don't know who is out there. If you are home, you are depressed, you think you are not finding opportunities, open your wardrobe, find the best clothes, dress up and step out there and go somewhere you think and network. You don't know who is showing up. You don't know you are meeting your destiny changer. You don't know. Just have keep a positive mindset, smile through every challenge, feel good. And if you are down, look for that one thing and be proud about and be happy about because you have life. Once you have that, you're good. So, Thad, thank you very much. That's my closing remarks. And it's always an honor to be on this podcast. I feel privileged. I feel privileged to be on this podcast. Uh, I really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, my brother. I, was, uh, I guess I'll, I'll find you when we become billionaires. I don't know who's going to get there first, but uh, I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, definitely, bro. All yeah. right. Thanks so much. Yeah, bro. bro. I'm, I'm going to end it here. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Again. All right. All right. Sure. All right. All right. Take care, bro.